You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Today's episode is tea. Prepare to sip. (laughs) Just kidding. But really, if you've ever been the victim of a keyboard warrior spewing rude, hate-filled opinions of you that hit hard, you're in welcome company. (laughs) The more social media becomes such a huge part of our culture, the more people think that they can say whatever they want online and get away with it. So in today's episode, we're getting real with you. We open the door wide to the behind the scenes of some of the comments we've received in the past, but more importantly, we're talking about how to actually handle them. We break down our top three tools and steps to handle online hate with grace and confidence. Plus, we clarify the difference between constructive criticism versus hate and why one can be healthy and one completely destructive and uncalled for. So if you've ever struggled with online hate, or you want to prepare yourself for the day that it comes, which trust us, if you plan to be online whatsoever, it'll come, then keep listening. Grab a glass of wine, get that chocolate handy, and get ready to listen to some Taylor Swift after you listen to this episode. You'll understand that when you listen. (laughs) All right, let's go. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. We are so excited, so excited for today's episode. It's going to be a a little bit of a tea sipping episode. So (laughs) as you read in the title, it says online hate. And we wanted to clarify that because this stuff mostly happens online. It just doesn't happen in person, at least hardly at all, because the reality is we rarely rarely have someone come up to us or go up to someone and say to them in person, wow, it's very clear that you're young and uneducated. Like you don't usually say that stuff to somebody's face. However, (laughs) (laughs) however, with online distance that there's a screen between you and the other person, there's become this space in the online world for hate and criticism and just unnecessary garbage to happen online. And Lindsay and I have dealt with it, and we know a lot of you may have dealt with it as well. So we wanted to talk about this today. But before we get into, you know, how to handle this, how to approach it, ways to, you know, deal with it, we did want to clarify the difference between constructive criticism and hate. Now, constructive criticism we try to always welcome because it helps us grow. It helps us be better humans. It helps us provide better experiences in our business. It's not always the most fun thing to swallow. It's usually a tough pill and you have to swallow your pride and the constructive criticism. Especially if the constructive criticism is like 
on point. Yes. <laughs> but it is so, so, so crucial to get feedback in order to grow and become better at anything. And so we wanted to clarify that, that hate and constructive criticism are two different things. And even if the constructive criticism still stings or hurts, there may be truth or validity or maybe a good heart behind it that you need to be open and receptive to. Whereas hate's a totally different story, and we're going to talk about that. But I wanted to give you an example of some constructive criticism that we've gotten. Now, during our first launch for our online course, um, someone emailed us back when it, our email funnels were going out and our sales emails and everything. And she essentially said, you know, I love you guys, but it's just really bothering me that you're cussing so much in these emails. And Lindsay and I had to sit there and go, wait, what? Because we didn't think we, we were don't cuss. like, I mean, and like, yeah, yeah, we were just kind of confused by it. But then we went back and looked through some of our copy and our emails, and we realized Lindsay and I don't have any hesitation saying the word badass. And we were saying that several times throughout a long, you know, it was like a week-long like series of emails and we were saying it a few times in quite a few of those emails and we looked at that and we were like you know what okay like she holds that opinion we should you know take that into consideration should we maybe rewrite a few of these and you know rephrase some of this and it was one of those situations where we actually took it to heart we considered it and we adjusted accordingly to what we felt we were comfortable with but also might take those thoughts into consideration and another example is just, you know, constructive criticism, maybe disagreeing with something that you said. So I posted a very controversial post uh, in a caption a while back, and it stirred up a lot of the pot and a lot of people weren't happy with it. But I didn't realize when I posted it that it was going to create such a stir and such a buzz. I was just sharing my opinion and my heart on something in, in my life. And one of my longtime followers and a past student commented on it and said, hey, you know, your call to action on this comment really actually kind of rubbed me the wrong way because it seemed like you were intentionally talking about something really controversial and then asking people to come fight in the comments. And that was not my heart at all, but it was really good the way she phrased it because even though it kind of stung to hear that perspective because it wasn't what I had intended, it was good to hear that that was how it had been received by somebody. And then she unfollowed me. Um, so it clearly really did hurt or rumple, ruffle some feathers, <laughs> rumple, still skin, um, ruffle some feathers. And it was, it was something that I took to heart and really considered and, you know, realized and, and, and reevaluated my call to action on that post and on future posts that could potentially, you know, cause some strife or division because I never want to welcome, you know, arguments in my comments. And that's what she thought I was doing. So it was really good to kind of hear that feedback, even though not going to lie, it really stung at the point, especially when she unfollowed me. And I was like, yikes. But I think that's also good because it's like, if you personally, if something personally rubs you the wrong way, I think she did what was a good situation in that or a good action in that situation was which was to not hate on you but to say hey this is how that was perceived by me and maybe mm -hmm. others and then she went ahead and unfollowed you which i think there's absolutely nothing wrong with that if something right. personally is like 
deal it. Like if you see something online that you don't like, instead of lashing out, instead of hating on that person, either just unfollow them silently or unfollow them or just address them and be like, hey, this is how that actually was received, which I think that's a really great example. And the the cussing one um, was a really great example of constructive criticism because it's coming from a place of, hey, this is how this made me feel. This is my feedback from it. Um, I think it's important. I do want to clarify. I think it's important to, if something bothers you, if something triggers you, if something upsets you, my recommendation, I think, Lindsay, you're on the same page, just unfollow that person. Like, you do not need to send a message to that person, even if it might be constructive criticism. You still, if it's just, if you don't agree with it, if it really doesn't resonate with you, if it really bothers you or upsets you, my recommendation would just be move on, like unfollow, step away from the situation. Unless you know that person personally, you are involved in that situation and you know their heart and you know their intentions and you have that, um, that access and that invitation in that relationship with them to say, hey, just so you know, this may have come across the wrong way or, you know, this is how I received it. Unless you know the person personally, 99% of the time, my recommendation is just unfollow and move along. Like you do not need to share, you know, everything that bothers you with that other person. It's usually best for your energy as well as for them to just move along. Yeah. So Evie, broke down constructive criticism really, really well. So now kind of on the flip side of that and what we're kind of going to focus on in this episode is hate. Constructive criticism is very welcomed, at least to us as to business owners, you should probably, you should welcome constructive criticism and feedback. Hate, on the other hand, is completely uncalled for. Hate Mm -hmm. is something that's just like blabbing your opinion and intentionally putting that person down because it triggered you or you felt uncomfortable by it or it made you mad or whatever the reason, or maybe you're jealous. We'll get into all of that. But hate is just completely uncalled for. It's stuff that you would never say to another human being to their face. That's a really good trigger and a rule of thumb. Like if you want to say something to somebody online, like think about saying it out loud face to face. And if you wouldn't say it, do not say it online. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I find oftentimes hate is just stuff that's rude for the sake of making yourself feel better. Yeah. And it's just, and it's, that's why it's so common these days. It's because those like online keyboard warriors, is that what they're called? Like they just feel like they can say whatever they want because it's not face to face. And it's why I think even celebrities, I think get the most hate because it feels like they're so distant, right? They're like mm-hmm. untouchable and it's like, oh, they never will read this. So I'm just going to lash out and share my opinion because I have thoughts on <laughs> Hillary Duff or Zac Efron or whoever. I don't know why I just said those two names, but <laughs> whatever. Um, I think it's, it's, we think that they're so distant and I find it's becoming more common even for just social media, pe- like people that have more followers, I feel like it typically happens more so, but even still, it happens to everybody. Like people yeah. online feel like they can just share their opinions to anybody and it it's hurtful and it's mean. So um, before we get into some like practical tools on how to handle online hate, we personally wanted to share a couple of comments that we've received with you um, that were hate filled in our opinion or just like not constructive in a helpful way. Um, because I think it's easy to be like, oh, they're awesome. They never get hate. And like, I'm the only one dealing with it. And, <laughs> and we want to let you know that that is not the case. <laughs> uh, I think as your online platform grows, it you're going to get hate. Like that's common. And so we just wanted to like share these to 
show and just be relatable and be an open book and just let you into our personal woes. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting real vulnerable. And this is, uh, this is tea. So sit back and prepare to sip. (laughs) All right. So I have a first one. Um, this was, I believe a podcast review, um, which I think podcast reviews, they probably assume that we never read them um, or that it's just a constructive feedback of the podcast, which I welcome constructive feedback of the podcast. We had, especially at the beginning and maybe still a little bit now, um, people saying that I or we said the word like every other word. Um, and I really tried to work on that, y'all. Um, <laughs> but anyways, this is one of the reviews that we received. It's clear they learned early on that education is where the money is. They've created a cult-like following of budding photographers and found who they can sell to. But quite frankly, all the information they provided has been said and done before. That was, I think, the first negative review we've ever received, like on the podcast. And I remember reading that. It was longer, but I just took like the snippet of it. I remember reading that and I think I was driving in the car. I wasn't driving, but like I was a passenger in the car and I read it and like, like, that was the first review that was bad that I had ever, or that we'd ever received. And I just remember being like, oh my gosh, I'm in education for the money. Like, <laughs> like you almost start believing the lie yeah. that, that you're reading. And I yeah. like, it really got to me for like five minutes. And then I had to get over myself, which again, <laughs> we'll get to the practical stuff, but I had to be like, okay, no, we're not in education. Like that's false. We're not in education for the money. Yeah. Like, and I think oftentimes it almost like the comments that hurt the most are ones that like low key could be true, but they aren't. Right. Yeah. And like people, other people could believe it. I think that's right. where it like stings is like, oh my gosh, what if other people believe that we're in this for the money? Cause that could right. be possible. And but we also it's... have a very passionate, like you guys are amazing. Like yeah. people that follow us and that love us and that take our courses or like have come to workshops. Like you guys are amazing. And from the outside, I could see how, like, a hater could be like, oh, they a cult. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> but it's almost like, okay, I see where that comment almost kind of came from. And so yeah. I think that's almost where it's it almost hurts the most, which is why I was like, oh, dang. So that's one example. Yeah. Um, I, can I clarify one. really fast? Oh, yeah. Just in it. case anyone has any sort of question. If Lindsay and I never got paid another dime for doing what we're doing and we could somehow still survive, we would still be doing this. I Absolutely. just want to just want to clarify. I don't think anyone ever like actually has a question about that, but just to clarify. Now continue. <laughs> like we care about our people so freaking much, yeah. Which is why we give you this free podcast, hater. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> the next one uh, is also, I think, a podcast review. Um, it says they can't even book their own weddings. So where exactly is their business advice coming from? They preach authenticity, but are anything but it. Please don't be fooled by these two. Yikes. That one, that one kind of made me laugh. No lie, because I I think the more hate you get, or the more just like negative comments you get, the more you like start building up a like a resistance to it. And this one just made me laugh because I was like, you don't have any clue what I'm doing with my own weddings or not, hater. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna call that, but like that's or just like yeah, hater. Um, that's their name. Um, <laughs> but that one, uh, I remember reading that and I laughed, but I was also like, again, it almost could be true. I've definitely slowed down on weddings a lot. And I know you have too, Evie, yeah. mainly because we're, we're slowly doing a lot more education. We're doing things like this podcast. But then also for me personally, I had a baby. So yeah, I slowed down because yeah. I wanted to be intentional. But that doesn't mean like I'm not booking my own weddings. We're still, well, COVID is obviously uh, <laughs> making them all go more into the fall, but that I digress. Anyways, yes. um, 
Another example that's for me personally, um, this was an interesting one. This was a while ago, but it's always stuck with me as like just purely being hate for hate. This was back in the 2016. So it really has stuck with me a, while, a long time. Um, <laughs> I had just got back from my honeymoon. I just got married. And I remember um, I took all of my honeymoon off. Like I didn't touch my phone at all. I really wanted to be present. And when we got back, I made this post and it was like me and Andrew. And I was like, introducing Mr. and Mrs. Roman. Like it was all (laughs) like stupid, big reveal, cute, whatever. And I remember somebody, it was like a super old friend way from the past. And she commented, she didn't say anything, but she just left an image that was an image that was titled like divorce statistics and basically saying that like most people that get married are getting divorced. And like Yikes. she left that on the post of like, I just got married. I'm back from my honeymoon. And I remember looking at that and I was like, what the F? <laughs> like why, what would compel somebody other than jealousy to post that? Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it didn't really sting more. So it was just like, who do you think you are? What? Mm. So those are some examples. Evie's going to continue with the examples. Yeah. So um, I posted this on my stories when it happened. But when COVID first hit and everything and I like people were just really scared and really afraid and reasonably so like the world was shutting down around us. I posted a Bible verse that the Lord had showed me that morning that I just really needed to hear. It was just basically like, you know, don't fear like I've got you and I've got this and I just needed it. So I posted it. And I got so much hate on that. And one of the DMs. How do do you get hate from sharing a Bible verse? I mean, okay, I get it. Like people don't like when Christians like post stuff maybe, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, this one lady DM'd me and said, you think it's wrong to be fearful so much that you mock people who take preventative steps to care for those around them in an epidemic. Do you realize that your holier than thou tough attitude can actually endanger people? If you're going to use your fame to talk about COVID-19, then do it responsibly. Like, ouch. Like, what? Like, I posted a Bible verse to hopefully encourage and soothe people's fears. I was not. Anyways, it doesn't matter. So I think the basis of that comment comes from the thought that you were saying, like, oh, we don't have to fear because God's in control. Yeah. I think her thought or him, probably her, was that, like, you were trying to shove, like, the fears of COVID-19 down, which you were not at all. You were literally just sharing a Bible verse. Yeah, I think her assumption was that, you know— the commandment or the encouragement to not fear trumps, you know, taking practical preventative steps, which I do not think those two go together. But anyways, that was one. Another one that was a gem. This one like smacked me across the face when I first read it. I was like, what? But then I literally, I literally laughed for like 20 minutes. I could not stop laughing. And I screenshot it and sent a photo to Lindsay, to my brother, to Landon, to my parents. Like I could not, I was like, look at this. (laughs) So ridiculous. Okay. Anyways, it says you're cute, but super annoying. And your friend Landon, just own up to a relationship. Ugh, so annoying. There are no platonic relationships. One of you is fake or you will end up brokenhearted. And Jesus is not God. He's God's son. That's not the same. And you're not quote unquote weird. You like attention and you get it because you're pretty. Please don't reply. XOXO. The XOXO at the end. <laughs> I was like at first, because it's just like this rapid series of like everything that they hate about me and like disagree with. And I was like, whoa. 
And this was also this was before you and Landon announced your relationship. Right. And that's where that came from is like Landon and I were dating at that time. But like I wasn't letting the public in on that. Like that's my personal life. You have no access to it, ma'am. And it was just wild that like she was attacking me because I would dare to keep my personal life personal. And I was like, whoa, okay. (laughs) I also really like Jesus is not God. He's God's son. And I'm like, ma'am, have you ever heard of the Trinity? (laughs) Oh, man. So those are a couple. And then just a few like on (laughs) one liners. Um, This post is tone deaf and irresponsible when I was sharing my heart and my opinion on something. And then somebody else said, be better, educate yourself. And then somebody else says, girl, you are so effing wrong. And she like typed out the whole word on like a comment on a post. And I was like, "Okay, all right. (laughs) So those are just a few of many examples. Um, that Lindsay and I have received over the years. And uh, we had to dig through the archives to try to find these. That was fun. Um, But now that you've kind of like known that you are not alone, if you're experiencing any sort of online hate, if you're dealing with that, we wanted to talk to you about how to actually handle it. So Mm -hmm. let's get into that next. I have a question for you. Okay. Do you create so much content you often feel stuck? Uh-huh. Between blog posts, Instagram captions, free recreation, email campaigns, there is so much writing, right? Freaking yes. I've definitely been there, and I know how frustrating it can be to feel like you have nothing to talk about. So if you're consistently staring at a blank screen and blinking cursor, we wanted to give you an entirely free guide we just created for you. Guys, our content creation guide is pages of content ideas that you can use to write meaningful captions, blog posts, and more that connect with your ideal audience and create that value and trust that's so vital in order to sell successfully. You can use our ideas directly. There are dozens of them that you can immediately pull from, or you can use them to trigger new ideas for your content creation process. This freebie is so jam-packed that Lindsay and I even go back and reference it when we feel stuck. It that good, fam. If you're sick of not posting or creating any content because your brain feels empty every time you step up to the plate, uh, um, the keyboard, then we got you. Bye-bye, writer's block. Hello, value-filled content. Go to www.theheartuniversity.com slash content or click the link in the show notes. Now go kick some butt and create some content. Hey, Heart fam. We had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka-ching sound your phone makes every time you get paid, aka my favorite part, (laughs) HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline an excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. 
Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. All right. So the first one is to, it's probably the most obvious, ignore it. And I know this almost kind of, I think, is arguably maybe the hardest to do because I think you could get a hundred praising comments and then one that like just hits you that wrong way and like mm-hmm. you zone in on that one. Does anybody else feel that way? Because I know I do, yep. um, which is why that first podcast comment was like, like literally there were hundreds of like amazing ones. And then that one was like, they have a cult like following. And I was like, no, we don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> the advice is to one, ignore it. And I think helping myself or ignore it is remembering that all hate, not constructive criticism, but hate comes from a place of anger, jealousy, and bitterness at someone's own situation. Because Mm -hmm. hate is not a reflection of you and it's entirely a reflection of the person's heart who wrote it. I always think of that when I read something that's so nasty that it's not from a place of genuinely trying to help me, but genuinely just like hating on me. I'm like, okay, right. Lashing out. Like that's not a reflection of me. If it's yeah. not constructive criticism, if it's just hate, that's a, uh, what's the word? That's a reflection of the person's heart who wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important with like just hate comments, do not give them your attention. Like that's, yeah. th- this is honestly the, I think the number one thing to realize is like, they don't deserve that space in your brain. Like don't give them that. Now, if it's constructive criticism, you can absolutely respond. If it hurts, maybe take a little bit of time, think of it like a polite, healthy response, you know, really sit on that. But if it's hate, you are not obligated to give it attention. Even yeah. if you read a DM and it shows that you've seen it, you do not have to respond to that person. And I've personally struggled with this when people have like attacked me or, you know, really given me hate online. Like there's a, a, a like a desire and urge. Like I have to respond to them. I have to clarify my heart. I, they misunderstand me. I need to make sure they understand, but you don't. And honestly, you probably shouldn't because most likely, like Lindsay said, it's a reflection of them, not a reflection of you. And if you just try to clarify yourself, you're just putting more fuel on their fire. So yeah. it's usually best if you just walk away. The other thing I would say is in, in ignoring it, if it's something that somebody publicly says, like on your profile or on your platform, you have full permission. If it's slanderous, if it is like so bad, that's just uncalled for, untrue, like absolutely treacherous, you are absolutely like entitled to delete that comment. Yeah. Right? If it's constructive criticism, sure. Like give yourself time, write a like actual genuine response and always, even if it's if it's constructive criticism, I would say always respond with love no matter what. But yeah. if it's slanderous, you have every right to delete it because like you are the own gatekeeper of your of your feed, of your platform, of your social media, of your online presence. And if people are trying to attack that, like, no, I'm sorry, you have no place here. You don't get to say that on my profile. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what I would say to that. For sure. Yeah, and I think it's important to remember that, you know, for every hate comment – there's guaranteed a billion more positive, love-filled comments. And love always outweighs hate, always. So if, you know, this is something that Lindsay and I do, and I think I'll talk about this a little bit later too in one of our other points, but 
Anytime Lindsay or I get a super positive, encouraging comment or an email, we screenshot it or just file it away into a folder called encouragement. So I have like a folder on my phone whenever I get a really encouraging DM of like, here's how you've impacted my life. Or, you know, I just really like, thank you for this. This changed my heart or my opinion or whatever. Like, you know, this really impacted me. Um, I screenshot it and I put it into a folder on my phone photos called encouragement. And then if I get a nice email, like a really encouraging email, I folder it away into a folder called encouragement. And if you get attacked with like some hate all at once, or, you know, you're sitting there like, am I really making an impact? Am I really making a difference? Am I, you know, what, you know, questions, like all this fear, like whatever, go and reinforce yourself when what you're doing with those encouragements and those, those truths about what you're doing and the impact that you're making. Yeah. Cause I would say if you're not getting hate, if you're trying to please absolutely everyone, you're probably not doing very much. Like if I ever get hate, I'm always like, you know what? I'm doing something right. (laughs) And that's not to say that like, I don't want to make this episode sound like we're ignoring constructive criticism because, again, like we said at the beginning, that's so important and it's so important to grow and to, like, reevaluate what you're doing and how it's hitting people and especially making sure you're doing, like, the right thing as as far as what you're Mm -hmm. called to. But if you're getting hate and people are hating on you for, like, who you are or what you're doing, then, like, in my opinion, you're doing something right. Um, And I think that's important to remember. And every time I get a hate comment, y'all, I give myself two minutes to look at it, to feel bad, and then I get over myself. I ignore (laughs) it. I pour some wine. I eat some chocolate. I listen to Taylor Swift's I Forgot That You Existed song. And I, like, (laughs) I flip my hair and I move on. And go read your encouragement. You don't don't listen to Shake It Off? No. No, I I feel like that would be an applicable song. Okay, yes, but I just listened to I Forgot You Existed the other day, and it was like, I forgot that you existed. (laughs) It's just like it feels like more dramatic than Chick-fil-A. I thought it didn't. (laughs) I can't sing, but you know. (laughs) I love it. Well, yeah, I think that's probably the number one recommendation is just ignore it. But I know that can be super hard, super hard. Trust me, I have been there. So number two is really, really, really important. And I think, honestly, this is like, super vital to have. Like all three of these tools that we're going to talk about are just so vital to have in your back pocket. So number two is to have community. And this, I could talk about this for like 20 minutes. Surround yourself with people who can speak truth into your life. And they can be the balanced voice that can speak into the situation if you're not sure if it's constructive criticism or if it's hate. If it stings and you're like, I can't tell, is this actually like reasonable that they're saying this or is this completely off base? If you're struggling with telling that because it just hurts, <laughs> plain and simple, going to those people that you trust. Like the number of times I've sent Lindsay a screenshot and been like, uh, thoughts like, like, what should, should I say something? Is this like off base? Is this, is this, should I respond to this? Should I not? Having that community of people who can speak into those situations is so, so, so important. And plus they're going to be a little bit more emotionally detached from the situation than you are. And our emotions get all riled and we get bent out of shape and we're like all but hurt over everything. And then we go to the people who are able to speak truth, both hard and beautiful truth into our lives and we're able to bring it to them and be like, give me some feedback, give me some thoughts. And that Mm -hmm. is so important. 
Yeah. Well, and I think they, people that know you best, your community, your friends, your family, they can speak truth when those lies are roaring loud in your, loud, not loud, loud in your ear. Like if you hear something that's off base, but could almost be true and you're afraid, like, like we said earlier, that, that it, like it's perceived as truth. And so then you start to second guess yourself go to your close community, mm-hmm. go to your family, go to your friends, go to your spouse, go to a best friend and be like, speak truth into me right now. Yeah. Um, and I think it's helpful to not let that, like you're not then bearing that burden alone. You're not sitting there and letting this hate comment fester into your soul. You're you're putting it in its place and you're saying, hey, yeah. being honest, I got this comment. Could you please like help me through it? And mm-hmm. You're, when you're letting others into that moment, you're destroying the opportunity for that comment to fester and to yep. really speak to your identity, which is not where it belongs. Yep. Because you're better than that. <laughs> it's literally like a like a wound. If you close it up and don't expose it to air and to oxygen, it's just going to like fester and, you know, get disgusting. And it's going to sit there and it's going to eat away at you and at your body and at your mind, like all of it. But if you expose it, and you expose it to the air and you actually talk about it and you work through it with people, you're actually denying that comment, the opportunity to get in under your skin and begin to fester and like create, you know, corruption. <laughs> I don't know the right word there. Rot your soul. <laughs> so open up to the people around you. I think it's really important to expose those lies and to not give them room to actually grow. All right. And number three, I think this one arguably is the most important and the yep. most foundational yep. because while ignoring them and having community, absolutely, you need both of those things and you need to, like, those are practical tools that you can use to not let hate get to you. This one is a foundational principle that when you have this in place, hate comments, no matter how bad they are, they can't cut deep because you have this in your in your life. And this yeah. number three is know your identity and worth. And what we want to present to you, I guess, is where is your worth coming from? Yeah. Because if your worth and your identity is based in what people are saying about you and what people think about you, then yeah, when you get a hate comment, that's going to sting like hell, right? Yeah. Yeah. But where is, so for us, our identity and worth comes directly from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like if I receive a hate comment or something that stings, I immediately go to what the Lord says about me and I combat that with truth. Yeah. And I mean, you could do that even if you don't believe in God, you could still combat it with truth. Yeah. Um, but I say like when your identity is rooted in the Lord, he is unshakable and his truth always trumps lies, like no matter what. And so that's for us where we go to immediately when something hits and it's just saturated in hate and it's uncalled for and it's completely rude and it's off base. Mm-hmm. That's for me where where it comes down to. Yeah, because, you know, the opinions of others are fickle and ever-changing. And when you base your identity on outside opinions, you will crumble. Like that's not even a question. If you're constantly feeling knocked down in life and constantly feeling like you're not enough, you might want to evaluate where your worth is coming from. Because if it's coming from others, man, you are going to be on a roller coaster of a life. And trust me, I have been there. I've felt that. I know it. I think it's a, a you know, a weakness of every human being to let the opinions of others take too much stock in their life and just affect them too much. But my, I personally 
um, keep a journal of words that the Lord has spoken over me, about me, or to me. And when I feel attacked or slandered, I go straight to that journal and I read those and I read my favorite verses about my identity and I soak in his opinion of me. And I just ask him the question of, okay, I, I feel really attacked. I'm going to you know, take some time aside. I'm going to sit at the feet of my father, the one who made me, the one who made this entire universe and also crafted me bit by bit intentionally. I'm going to sit down and ask him, what do you think of me? What do you think of this situation? How can I respond well to represent you best? Mm. And even with that, remember that honestly, sometimes the best thing you can do is not respond, especially if it's hate. But if I feel like I'm God's calling me to respond to that situation or, you know, he's put it on my heart that I need to share his love or shine his truth or light into the situation, you know, I really have to feel him press me on that one. But if he does, I sit down and say, okay, your floor is yours, God. What do you want to say to this person? What do you want to say in this situation? I'm just a vessel to be used by you. Remind me of who I am and then use me to speak into the situation. And I think that's really good, which almost kind of counters our point number one, which is to ignore it. But I, I totally agree. If you feel the Lord pressing in to respond with grace and love, I think sometimes that can even, sometimes depending on where the person's mind is that left that hate comment, it might not, they might not receive it, but sometimes they might. And if you respond to something that's so hate-filled, so rude, so slanderous with complete grace, complete love and complete acceptance, Mm-hmm. Like if you literally say, like if someone says F you, you're so effing wrong and you say, thank you for your opinion. Um, I love you. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That's a little aggressive, but like you get the point. Like if you're responding with something that's so attacking mm-hmm. and you respond with a complete opposite tone. Yeah. I mean, maybe they won't receive it, but other people will probably see that and be like, oh, wow. Like yeah. that took some guts to like stand up to that. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's really yeah. good. I think something else that I just want to say, if you are going to respond, which again, I would encourage about 99% of the time, if it's just straight up hate, just don't give it time and energy. It's just going to yeah. put fuel on the fire. Just walk away. But if you are going to respond, if it's like, you know, a friend who said something or a family member or, you know, something where, where you actually need to give a response um, or coworker, whatever, my encouragement would be to sit on it for a good bit of time. Um, I recently had a situation that really hurt, got me really upset. Like I, you know, I didn't know how to respond. And I took five days, literally five days. I talked to my mentors, my community, the people in my life that I know and love and trust. And I talked to like some business people and like all this stuff. And it took me over five days to respond. And I think that's, you know, really the best thing you can do if you are going to respond is give yourself time to let your emotions calm down, to look at it logically from an outside perspective, to write and rewrite your response. Um, Don't just respond out of emotion because most likely that's where you're going to actually like create some serious damage. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that's the almost the immediate response is like, oh, I have to lash out. I have to respond to that immediately. And that's the most heated that you're ever going to be. Yeah. And if, if you're struggling with wanting to write those words, then just write a letter and throw it away. Like yep. if you just need to get that emotion out and you just yep. need to lash out at them, but to yourself, do it to yourself. Don't ever, ever, ever lash out back at them because that's yeah. just going to, again, fuel the fire even more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the we want to read some quotes. 
Yes. We're going to read two quotes that that stood out to us while we were kind of researching this topic and just talking about what we wanted to say. Yeah. The first one is, the moment that you accept the fact that you'll never have a 100% approval rating from others is the day you'll be free to step into what God has given you to do, which I think is so good. Because we have to remember that we are not going to please everybody. Like we're not. It's just straight up. And when you step into that and own the fact that when you – fully step into who God made you to be, yeah. you're going to ruffle feathers and that's okay. Yeah. And I think it's important to realize that, you know, I'm not here for the approval of others. I'm here yeah. for the approval of my King. And if I'm walking in what he wants me to be walking in, and if I'm doing his will, and if I'm living and operating out of his love and his truth, then if other people, you know, are, you know, coming at me with guns blazing, whatever, I I recognize I'm not living for their approval. I'm living for his. And I think that gives us the freedom. I think there's a good distinction, though, between like if you're living and you think you're doing something that's right, but maybe it's wrong. If you have close friends and family, this kind of goes back to constructive criticism. If you have close friends and family that come and be like, hey, that's not how you should act. That's yeah. valid. We're just talking about like people, the opinions of people on the internet. That random do not outsiders. Know <laughs> yeah. Random outsiders that have a very valid or not a valid, a very, very strong opinion of who you are and what your heart is. Like, yeah. no, ma'am. Keep walking. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then the second quote, I'm pretty sure everyone's heard this, but it's just, oh, it's so good. It says, you can be the juiciest peach in the world and there will still be someone who hates peaches. And someone who will go out of their way to tell that peach that they hate them, <laughs> like <laughs> unnecessarily. Fine, you don't like peaches. Go ahead and have your apple. That's fine. Like some people do like peaches. Anyways, so guys, hope that was encouraging or enlightening or helpful or maybe just entertaining <laughs> for you to hear a few of our hate comments that we've gotten over the years. And I just want to encourage you, if you are dealing with online hate It is not a reflection of you, and it is not a representation of probably the majority of what people think about you. It is a single, isolated opinion that is probably coming from a place of pain or anger or jealousy or frustration or something going on in their life or in their history that's being triggered by what you're doing or what you're saying. Just as long as you keep people in your corner who are able to speak in with truth and with love to your life to your business, whatever, and you're open to that constructive criticism, ignore them haters, walk away, Mm. brush it off, say have a nice day, Susan, Sharon, Carol, whatever. (laughs) And apologize if your name is any one of those. (laughs) This is not personal. This is not us giving you hate on the podcast. Please do not come at us. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But (laughs) I hope that this was encouraging. And Lindsay and I just wanted to share our hearts and our opinions and the things that we've learned over the years of kind of juggling people's opinions online. And remember, it's really easy to be brave when there's a screen between you and the other people. So most likely somebody would never say that to your face. And if that's the case, just walk away. Mm, yes. If you love this episode, we would love to hear, you, not hear, just see you screenshot it and share it on social media. We love seeing these. We love just interacting with you guys and hearing your feedback and thoughts of our episodes. If you want even more community, you can come join our Heart and Hustle Facebook group. It, the link is in the show notes and it is a potty on Facebook over there. <laughs> you can follow us online at the podcast at the Heart University or Evie at Evie Rupp. 
me at Mrs. Lindsay Roman and just come say hi. Hop into our DMs. We love answering and we answer every single one. And we really mm-hmm. try to be in communication with you guys. And we just love you so much. And if you're listening, genuinely, thank you. Thank you yeah. for listening. If you are subscribed, thank you so much. If you are not, what you doing? <laughs> what uh, you waiting make sure, for? <laughs> make sure to subscribe. We drop an episode every Tuesday and Thursday. So you'll be notified every single time a new episode drops. And if you have two minutes, we would love, love, love you to just pause this episode or wait till it finishes and leave a review. It helps us a ton and it just means a lot. And it helps us continue to give you free education like this on the podcast. So thank you guys so much. All right, go have a great week and we will see you next time.